Bauma Tunjwa, good evening to you and uh, thank you so much for Tariq Laisu's hotel and Adnam Sanjo. Good evening. You were giving an update to your members uh, today. Uh, I'd be interested to hear what were you reporting back on, and in particular, uh, as as would be the case with the Intlanganiso Lol Shop, you would also receive a mandate from those workers. Uh, what was that? Yes, thank you once again, Roger Metro, and to your listeners. Yes, uh, today we met with our members who had embarked on the strike from last year, November 21st, to be precise. And they were just checking the strike and the update, whether do they have any new mandate from us. Hence, the employer has shown uh, arrogance of removing uh, the settlement offer that was on the table. And uh, as for today, the strike uh, still continues. And what is the state of play? You did say the last time I spoke to you uh, on the on another platform uh, that uh, you are also t- uh, looking to uh, mobilize some of your members in the Platinum Belt uh, to engage in a solidarity strike uh, in Maklanindao now. Yes, uh, w- uh, I think there we were not successful. The Labour Court uh, rules uh, in favor of the employer, mm. of which it was a very disappointing uh, judgment. Hence, the secondary strike, it comes from the the constitutional right of supporting the primary strike. And for the judge to suggest that, no, the strike shouldn't be given to us uh, based on violence, uh, which was not the submission. The submission was about secondary strike. Mm. So I think there was a lot of uh, interference in the judiciary. Interference in the judiciary? Um, on what basis? I mean, who who do you think would have influenced them? Uh, Neil Froneman? I wouldn't say Neil Froneman. I mean, uh, one would suggest that, I mean, a labor court of which they deal with these issues every day mm. and they know that the, the strike is a constitutional right of the, oh, I mean, of the union and its members. For the judge just to dismiss, I mean, a, a secondary strike uh, without having a solid base on the, on the reason and citing the violence. Mm. I mean, you don't go on a secondary strike uh, uh, for for any other motive, but it's to support the primary strike. So hence one is saying somehow the judge, I mean, really it was questionable mm. how he arrived to the judgment. Yeah, You've also appealed to uh, Labour Minister Mildred Oliphant to intervene in this particular matter. Uh, I'd, I'd like to hear from you. I mean, uh, what do you think she would have in her own uh, arsenal of tools that would, uh, I guess, uh, bring a resolution here between yourselves and the employer? I think the Department of Labour, I mean, they are the custodian of the Labour Relations Act. Mm. In particular, when uh, the parties are not uh, uh, meeting to resolve the strike, in as much that he, she cannot uh, force or either party to agree on the terms of another party. But however, I think it would be a better reverie when the other parties, they flout, I mean, the labor since, uh, for instance, Sibanye was forcing upon, uh, upon AMCO the collective agreement that was concluded by the minority unions in terms of Section 23 of the Liberations Act, of which, I mean, that was fatally wrong, 
of which we thought by then the Department of Labor could have came in and just advised by that minority unions, uh, they cannot, I mean, enforce or extend a collective agreement to another minority union. But surely in terms of bona fide engagement and the uh, spirit of working, uh, I mean, of of of, of uh, workplace working relations, surely, I mean, the strike has to be resolved one way or another. For the employer that removes even the offer that was uh, meant to settle the strike and remove it, from the table surely is engaging in bad faith. Mm-hmm. So so for you and your members, where to from here, what would the employer have to do uh, in order, one, to uh, bring you back to the table? And uh, uh, I guess uh, one of those issues would be to bring back the offer that they had on the table, but uh, also to ensure that uh, there is an end to this strike, which is, uh, by all accounts, had a major impact on the gold operations of Sibani. Uh, I think the employer, if he should uh, uh, come back to essence is to say the offer that was on the table can the union look and get a mandate from of which our members they are quite reasonable uh, i mean they will give it a thought i mean because the first uh, 4500 in principle was agreed on and the following day he removed it but again one should also understand that the situation that, that, that is faced by AMCO at Sibanye is not quite a normal situation. There is a, 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 an interference by the state. So Neil Froneman is so arrogant because he has a backing of the state. And why we're saying this, we see clearly that he has captured the state. And the, the backing that he received from the state is what makes him to be so arrogant. So, 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 when you say they've captured the state, uh, who have they captured? You're saying the DMR, uh, and if so, how? Uh, I mean, it can be DMR, but uh, the the evidence that uh, we have it shows that the department, uh, the 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 SEPs, I mean, are the one of which the SEPs is one of the arm of the state. Mm, we cannot say sure. it's only SEPs, okay. but surely the state has been captured. How can uh, a SEP the Heikli, the Inyala, the Kaspa? You say this by Neil Froneman in his workplace garages and workshop. Mm-hmm. It's clear. I mean, the state, we are paying taxes, and the state has got budget to say this is the hiking. But in this instance, the Inyalas and the Kaspa of the state, of the Serbs, were, were I mean, were saved by Sibanye, and they kept on denying until we brought the proof and evidence before the minister and also to the National Commission to say this strike is protracted because Nils Froneman is using you and you are supporting him. The strike could have been, I mean, uh, settled, but he prolonged it because he knows that the state is backing him. And then they've got no way to answer because we bring up, I mean, the evidence, of which is the same as it was happening in Marikana in 2012, mm. where Lon was giving all the infrastructure to the set. As a result, 34 mine workers were gunned down. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 the other issue, Bomatuja, uh, uh, that I'm quite interested to hear your view as Amku on is... Uh, uh, what uh, came out of Sabanya a few weeks, uh, about a week ago, I think it was about five days ago, where they were saying that uh, within two years they uh, hope to shift their primary listing out of South Africa. 
in order, I guess, to uh, uh, ensure that they can compete for international capital and uh, also remove what they see as a perceived uh, discount associated with being listed on the JSC. What impact do you think this is going to have on yourselves and some of your members? Because we've seen in the past when companies have moved their primary listing outside that it has had all major uh, implications, certainly for uh, for the firm itself and uh, stakeholders, uh, more importantly, some of the workers. Yeah, I- indeed. I mean, you will recall, I mean, that uh, AMCO has been opposing Banya to take over loan means. And we were clear about that because the first thing uh, Neil Foreman said, you will uh, uh, share about, uh, what, 13,000 jobs. Mm. That's the first thing. And secondly, uh, Sibanye should be brought to the PIC inquiry because we need to know how, where did he get the money to purchase still water in U.S. So it's clear that some of the money that he, re- he got, the, the loan was coming from PIC to go and purchase still water. Now, after he purchased and acquired still water in U.S., now he's moving his listing to U.S. Surely he's using the government pension employees to acquire assets overseas, and then after he has acquired those assets, now he's moving his shareholding, I mean, to be listed overseas. Surely this, it cannot be right. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, if any, uh, Mr. Matunjok, uh, as uh, we wrap up, uh, what options do you have at your disposal to try and contest that? I would also think that uh, you know there would be uh, other regulators here that would be taking a look at this particular move. Uh, how do you intend on engaging them? Well, firstly, tomorrow we are in High Court in Cape Town. Mm. As you remember, that uh, these uh, workers or or Sibani should have took over loan mean. The measure could have been completed last year, and by September, more than 13,000 workers would have lost their job. But we we put our case before the tribunal, of which they gave them until this year. Then they can continue only six months uh, to continue retrenching, and then we appeal in the high court. So tomorrow we are sitting in Cape Town appealing to save those jobs. And remember, it's not only AMCO members that will be uh, I mean, uh, uh, faced with this retrenchment. AMCO is fighting, I mean, to save each and every worker who's employed at Sibani. Mm. So uh, that is one of the opportunities that we've used to use the High Court in order to appeal the tribunal outcome to try to force that any measure shouldn't result in a, a, a man-made, I mean, retrenchment. Because we have turned the corner at Lon Min. It was the first time Lon Min... Uh, I mean, uh, uh, what's named declare dividends, of which the workers have to share over 50 million among themselves in the history of loan mean. So we've turned the corner, and here comes this front man and saying 13,000 workers, I mean, must lose their job because it's just after profit. And thirdly, front man is it's, it's after the smelter of loan mean because all his uh, or is being processed at Anglo. Uh, American uh, addressing the processing plan, of which is paying huge amount. So he want to mothball all the shafts at Lone Min and then take over the smelter and he knows that now he's out of the agreement of Anglo in the expense of the majority of the workers. I mean, just for his selfish interest. That is what we want to do. And also we still uh, try to pursue that uh, make some submission that Sibanya must come before the PIC and tell the PIC where did he get his money and why after he's been loaned by PIC and take all the the, the listing, I mean, overseas. Mm, mm.
Bamatunja, the last one on my end. Your your workers have been on strike now for the fifth month, uh, as it's last getting April. Uh, what are some of the means that you are using to ensure that uh, they keep afloat, they keep the resolve that, uh, uh, of course, led them to strike in the first place in November? And uh, uh, what about some of their families? How uh, how are those uh, families uh, uh, kept going? And, uh, of course, in light of the fact that uh, many of these workers are not getting any pay. Yes, I mean, it's quite a difficult and challenging uh, situation uh, of which, I mean, this is a revolution. If we don't fight now, I mean, who will fight this fight? Because here is about economic emancipation. These mine workers are being frustrated, exploited even after 1994. I mean, if we are saying South Africa is the most unequal society, whereby one CEO, Neil Froneman, is, is rating 17,900 an hour, of which the same amount, the RDO is earning less than 9,000 rand an hour. The guy, the worker who goes three kilometers, I mean, underground, facing death every day. So if we don't fight this, when will we fight? Yes, it is tough. But however, as AMCO, we did issue some uh, vouchers for them to try to sustain them. I know it's not sustainable, but we are trying our utmost best. I mean, we are not a company. Mm-hmm. But we are pushing this revolution. We try, I mean, we trust that maybe Spanier will come to their conscience and engage within this week and see the strike over. Really, really appreciate your time. And have yourself a, a great evening. And uh, look forward, of course, to catching up with you once again here on Metro FM Talk. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you, your listeners. God bless. That there was uh, Joseph Matunjwa. He is uh, the uh, president of the Association of Mine Workers, Construction Union, AMCU. Fifth month, Bakalengo, uh, November. And they are now, uh, we're now in April. So uh, just under five months on strike there. And uh, the last time we saw a strike like that, uh, remember that a strike in 2014 in the platinum sector, I think it was about six, six to seven months. And someone uh, no gift of the givers be figure upon six to seven months in, and uh, of course uh, before that we saw that uh, uh, deadly strike uh, at uh, Marikana at Lonman, which uh, also coincidentally has happens to be the company that Sibanya Stowater is uh, trying to uh, buy, and uh, it's quite clear, ladies and gents, that. Uh, Uh, You know, much uh, continues uh, to uh, occupy our minds here in South Africa. And uh, what we're going to be doing at the tail end of every show is to uh, take some reflections on uh, what has uh, happened. And uh, certainly tonight, uh, I think uh, my reflections are simple. We defend the borders we never drew with our lives for interests we don't understand or may not stand to benefit from. And uh, state and private sector relations matter. Look at what's happening at EOH. Look at what's happening at Bosasa. Look at what is happening, according to Joseph Matunjo, at Sibanye, where it's quite clear that Sibanye is also servicing uh, the inyalas that are being used by the police service. We'll have to follow up on that one and verify if indeed that is true. But uh, the last words I want to leave you with is that the state must use the power it has at its disposal to legislate on behalf of the people who vote for it. I don't vote for a shareholder, but I vote for lawmakers. And uh, the big question is, what have they done to ensure that we have access to land, access to housing, and knowledge in the minds of our kids? Economy.